Hey, gang. Welcome to this week's edition of... Hold on, let me tell it. Podcast. Coming to you live from the Dongsville Podcast Studio and Toy Museum right here in Janesville, Wisconsin. I am Matt Marbury, and with me at the table is Sarah Barfield. Hey, everybody. Guess what? What? I had a crazy dream last night. I was swimming in an ocean of orange soda. Turns out it was just a Fanta Sea. <laughs> that is weird. Mm-hmm. Also, <laughs> at the table is Adam Tollefson. Hey, everybody. I can't wait to hear why this is weird. I'll get back to the weirdness. But first, this week's podcast is once again brought to us by Down the Street Bar and Grill, located at 967 South Jackson Street in Janesville. Stop down on Tuesday nights. You get 50 cents off of all tequila shots and free nachos in the sponsored Drink of the week is 360 Watermelon Vodka. It's good and cheap. $2 for a mixed drink down there at the old DTS. Mix it with some what? 7-Up? Yep, got 7-Up again. Delish. I think we had this maybe at... We had a watermelon something, but I didn't know that it was vodka. Yeah, maybe it was... Oh, maybe it was gin? Mm, I don't know. Mm. I can't keep track anymore. Mm, They've been very, very good to us. Absolutely. Yeah, no Uh, complaints. It was was weird because I think I was watching... um, American Dad was on just like randomly, and like you're, I'm on my phone, and I heard I don't even know what the setup is, which sucks, but it was <laughs> he's just been swimming in uh, orange soda, and then I just I looked up, and it was like some like I don't know if it's a congressman or a guy from out of the country or something because I think he had an accent, and they just they cue the Miley Cyrus um. Uh, party in the USA. Okay. And it shows him just falling back into a tub of fucking orange soda and he's like swimming <laughs> through it. So you said it and it was just one of those things where I looked up laugh last night. I'm like, it's fucking weird. Oh, and wait, then, that was last night? Yes. And then cut to Sarah going, yeah, I had a dream of swimming in orange soda. I'm like, <laughs> is this the Matrix? <laughs> <laughs> this is all deja vu. That's right. Oh, man. Well, it's been a fun week since we last sat down. What have you guys been up to? Um, not a ton. Well, a ton, how can you ton, call ton. Uh, a five-star chili cook-off at your residence not a ton? Yeah, I'm, that that did grow into a little bit of a beast. With, there was a lot of people there. It was there? fucking 30. awesome. 30 people? Holy shit. Yeah, Sarah's going to give us all COVID for the second time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the OG super spreader. <laughs> If you ain't got it yet, you got it now. Come on over. Sarah, I've been to GCW. Ain't no fucking COVID coming to me anymore. That's right. I'm immune. Yeah. Uh, It was so fun. Yeah, it was fun. Um, How many entries? Six. Okay. Um, I I was a little strapped for time. And I mean, I could have planned it out a little better, but I... Retail, I always work all day Saturday. Like it's it's my longest day of the freaking week. And then my manager was still on vacation, so I had to go in on Sunday morning, like do the books and stuff. Mm. And and then Jana has cheer. It's just like it's just one of those things where I called Sarah or I text Sarah and I'm like, how many entries you got? Because if you were like, I only have three entries, like I would have I would have just done it. But when you're, you're like, I have six entries, I was like, that's a pretty yeah. You were kicking around the idea on Friday night. Yeah. You were going back and forth, to be fair. Yeah. Me, and, I was like, I don't want to be unbiased or I don't want to be biased. <laughs> yeah. And I said, Oh, so you want to be lazy. <laughs> and he goes, Yeah. Um yeah. boy was I. Yeah. So much that I couldn't even go. <laughs> oh man. Um there were six entries. Yep. 
and I and we had uh, me and Adam were on our way to a wrestling show. Shocker on Friday and. Lisa was texting me about it, and she said that she was going to bring a uh, a chicken chili. And I said, "Wait, you're going to fucking lose <laughs> if you bring a chicken chili." And because I'm picturing like the white sauce and all that stuff, Which it was. Yeah, it I think you kind of have to, right? Do you, Sarah? Do you have to? My chicken chili was not a white sauce. Yours Whoa. is not. See now, I'm, now you have my attention. Yes, because I want to try that. Sarah's was delish. Um. Truth be told, um, I mean, I love chili, and I love Keith's chili, which ended up being the victor. But I also love Lisa, and I thought that her chili was not going to get a vote, <laughs> so I voted for number two's chili. Well, I think she also did a good job of bullying the crowd. She definitely did. And I didn't take, <laughs> votes. I didn't take that into consideration. I could see that. Yeah. Um, okay, Lisa's chili. White sauce, chicken chili. Five, only five ingredients. Yeah, it was like navy beans or... Northern beans. Whatever. Um, navy makes sense. It should not... Yeah, navy <laughs> does make a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah, it does. Being her profession. Yes. Um, <laughs> so it's it was, not chili. That's what I'm getting at. It doesn't taste like chili. Well, it had a lot of cumin in it, I think. That was the flavoring. And then there was like... Um, the green canned chilies. Okay. And then sour cream and uh, chicken broth. Yeah. Mm. Does any of that say chili to you, Adam? Did it look like chili? Fuck no. It looked like a soup. At it was best. a white. Oh. It looked like a milky soup. Yeah. It looked like a chowder. Okay. The white. Okay. Yeah. It, mm. I liked it. It wasn't bad. It just wasn't chili. Mm. Like you can't just fucking but wait, piss on my face and tell me. Wasn't it's it? Wasn't, Matt, wasn't seafood you're offered saying at one point? It, yeah, she did. You're saying it wasn't a chili, but whose chili did you vote for? I voted for Keith's Smokehouse Chili. Oh, yeah, good one then. No, I actually, about- I actually did vote for Lisa's you Chili. Douche! I thought you <laughs> yeah, said, he just that said you it. Did. Yeah, yeah, I liked Keith's the best. Followed second by yours. I said number one and number three were my absolute favorites. But I, I really thought Lisa was going to walk out of there without a single vote. Turns out she was second. But like Sarah said, I think there was a lot of lobbying going on. <laughs> Probably a lot Kissing of promises. Hands, yes. babies. Yeah. <laughs> Threats, promises, glad handing, all that stuff. Yeah. Keith, Keith does an excellent job with his smoke, smoked chili. So Keith has got, basically has a homemade yeah, smoker. Yeah. Um, you never had it? Because he's made it before. No. So he he basically he takes his Weber grill, and he's made he's fashioned like a a uh, like a metal uh, cylinder that, yeah. that basically just enhances the height of his Weber mm-hmm. grill two and a half feet or something yep. like that. So he makes his chili straight up, and then puts like uh, you know wood or whatever in the Weber grill. Puts the whole fucking pot of chili oh, on there. it's not just the meat. No. no. Gotcha. Puts the whole pot gotcha. of chili in there and then smokes it for like, I don't know, I don't know, however long it takes to, I would say at least a couple to hours. add that nice smoky flavor to chili. That's awesome. And it tastes awesome. And that's the other thing. I had to taste every chili on its own merit. I didn't put, Sarah does, you know how Sarah does. Every fucking time you can go to Sarah's house, go. Because if nothing else, even if the company sucks, which it didn't, the food's out of this world. Yeah, like, guaranteed. And so Sarah's got all these, like, Dixie cups, basically, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, spoons and all this stuff. So it's like, and she also has bowls, but it's like you can go and get just a little, 
you can't eat six bowls of chili. So right. you get six like Dixie like cups. And, I, and it was style. awesome. I saw yeah. people walking like with a platter oh, with all six or whatever. Oh, yeah. And they'd sit down watch the Packer game and sample each one. And that's what I did. And I went back and got a bowl of my favorite and I dressed it up then. But I wasn't going to put any, you know, no sour cream, yeah, no you don't cheese, add to it. Right, right. no nothing. For the taster. For yeah. the taster. Yes. Yes. Naked. Yes. Naked, naked chili. Naked chili. And yours, yours was really good, Sarah. Thank you. Is there uh, notable mentions or anything different? This one had, you know, this one was really spicy because of this. So this one had. What I liked was um, I kind of just sat there and ran down each person's chili. And I could, because t- none of it was, a, it was a blind, right? We didn't know who made them. They oh, were, so you're like, number four is just fucking. I, was, I, would, I would talk shit about. Harmel. <laughs> Harmel. I would talk shit about ch- the chili. And other than Pam's, which she named hers like Willie's <laughs> something chili. So you knew it was Willie. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, it did. Um, <laughs> I would like talk shit and I could look at people's faces and I would know who made it. I was That's like, awesome. The one that was like best damn chili in the world or something like that. And I was like, I'm not voting for that one just because it's very presumptuous. And I looked around. Your mom had this look. <laughs> yeah, face it was your mom's. <laughs> uh, World's um, best tag team. <laughs> and you knew, I knew. Okay, so I already knew. I guess the only one I didn't know was your husband, Jim, made a chili. Yeah. It was like an extra meaty version. It had Ooh, bacon in it and stuff. Nice. I do like um, the bacon in the chili. It didn't have a lot of flavor, though. It wasn't very spicy. He was a little leery of putting, um, over-spicing it up. Yeah, you don't want to over-jump yeah, that. You have to. And I was telling him, like, <coughs> literally, like, a quarter cup of chili powder is probably the minimum you're going to put in, honestly. And... I don't think we even got it to that, but mm. yeah, it was despite all like I had high hopes for it. It wasn't, it wasn't the greatest loved, absolutely loved Sarah's. Um, and so I think I, would I, think say I like, knew pretty much who did everyone other than, other than Jim's and Christie's at first. But then when I started talking shit, I knew exactly who did it. And I would say like Willie's Christie's Jim's like was pretty one. like standard. No, then Keith, Lisa, oh, me. Keith, I was gonna say, yeah. um, you know, like the traditional yeah. chili and then Keith was a little different because it was smoked and then definitely the chicken ones were different. But Sarah's chicken one, it wasn't like ground. Like I, when I thought about it, I was like, oh, we're going to get ground chicken because then what's the point? Sarah's was like shredded chicken in there. It was it was mm. really good. Nice. Chef's yeah. kiss. Um, yes. But there was also like. Lo- red lobster style biscuits in the house. There Cheddar was, uh, there was, if I, the best thing I probably ate were these sriracha meatballs. Oh yes. Honey sriracha meatballs. Oh, they were so good. Those were Adam. Why weren't you there? <laughs> Sherry made those. I can tell you why. Let's hear it. So Saturday it was Clara <laughs> and Brian's wedding reception out at the congratulations. You two yes. crazy kids at the in-laws land. Who I, we have only visited out there because they're remodeling the big warehouse thing they got. Um, it's a shit ton of land. Like at one point, I'm like, "This is fucking awesome." They built this big fire pit. So picture, um, like a big warehouse, right? And then you go outside, and then there's like a a staircase that leads you down to a gigantic concrete slab, and then like kitty corner to that there's like a huge fire pit that they just built so there's all this flat room so they had multiple bag boards set up ladder golf we got some rain off the bat ladder I know. golf 
I know, Matt. Nobody but played that. She said we can do the the annual beanbag tournament out there. She had no problem with it. Wow. They got they have a bathroom. We'd probably rent a porta potty or two for that. That's what they had out there for this thing because the bathroom's not finished yet, but they got running water, all that stuff. And um, t- uh, Ashley's um, uncle and aunt came up, and they are, I think, is that? I might be off on the relation. To- uh Toby, he's in a band, and the, so he had the whole setup for the music. Oh, yeah. And then, and he played great music. Like, he knows his shit. Like, yeah, it's fucking jamming. Like, this is really good dance music. People are dancing at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. It's raining and shit, and people are, you know, hanging out. And then Claire and Brian's RV's out there, so I got to check that out for the first time, because that's their home yeah. now. And then a school bus pulls up, and I'm like, who's this? And then someone says, oh, uh, someone said Claire and Brian's friends were coming. That's not a school bus. That's also their living quarters. And oh. I'm like, did you know them before you guys did your thing? Or is this is, is it a community <laughs> meet thing? Them on the Where road. are you at? Yeah. Got them in a Walmart parking so lot. So I got to see their remodeled, uh, and they like teach um, rock climbing for a living at like Devil's uh, Lake and That's shit. That's awesome. I'm like, what and I went in there and I'm like yeah check it out I'm like this is fucking awesome like, I was wondering where you guys were when I saw your snaps yes. that looks cool and then it turned from where do you put all your wrestling figures if you live in one of those that's what I want to know <laughs> yeah, Matt, you're gonna have to, gonna have to sell some stuff buddy. you have to have a, li- a minimalist lifestyle <laughs> yes like seeing like the shower was so interesting it was like <clears throat> alright yeah I mean but you're on the road so you're always going to places with showers or campground or whatever yeah. depending on what you're doing you know but if when you need it there it is i don't know dude uh both were very roomy and i'm like yes yeah, fucking doable that's um, cool it was very fun and then that music turned to karaoke at one point nice which was fun what'd you sing i did not um what ashley sang there was a lot of 90s just pop Love it. stuff but yeah they were getting after it and then at one point i'm like looking around and because you can see all the stars out there and stuff and i'm just sitting by the fire and i'm i'm like this is fucking loud as shit i'm like but there's I nobody around. Betcha County cop pulls in and never, it didn't happen once. Like I was shocked, but there is really not a lot out there. There's one house. It's like across the street down, down a ways a little. And do you go tell them like, Hey, we're going to have a wedding reception. They must I mean, have. Yeah. Cause they had the old signs out on the County roads, you know, mm-hmm. saying party this way. Oh, and, so then it's just known. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. But definitely doable for like that thing started at two o'clock and I think we left there at like 1030. Oh, I expected you to be gone later to miss Sarah's uh, chili cook-off. But. <laughs> well, Matt, when you start drinking Spotted Cow. Oh, awesome food by um, Skips, too, from Afton. Nice. Skips Friendly Village. Yes. Which has Stump been sold. burgers. Has been sold. Keeping the the, cater- the catering uh, business going yep. still. Nice. Yeah, it was great. Um, so that's why, because I got a headache so bad from... Remember I was talking smack about headaches last week? This is what I wanted I've you to get at. I've only had three headaches in uh, life. I was like, number four, Matt, here it is. I shouldn't have They're brought it up. more frequently. Yeah, you're getting up there. Now. You are. Yeah. Things it's just don't work job. like they're supposed to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, um... Mm-hmm. <laughs> the kids had a great time at the chili cook-off as well. Absolutely. They made a jungle gym out of our sheds. And our fences. <laughs> they so, were jumping off the top of the fucking show. Really? Yeah. I can't believe it. Jana's probably the ringleader of this circus. She um, has zero fear. I'm like, I know. oh really? God. I took the kids over to Sarah's house a week ago. Me and Kendra had an appointment. <clears throat> I go to pick them up, and they've, they've been there like an hour. 
And Janice like, check out what we're doing. I'm like, I go to the back. I'm like, what? They're just scaling chain link fences and standing up on the very top and just jumping off. Yes. Right on. (laughs) Daughter like father. I know. (laughs) Did anybody do the Will Ferrell skit about the shed? No. No. Have you guys seen that? Yes. Uh, And he he actually used that as his audition. For SNL. Yeah. And he's just yeah, it's just dad bullshitting at the at the barbecue, and keeps and telling like, his kids to get off the shed. Oh, oh yeah, and he finally just that. freaks out. Yeah. <laughs> it's the best. It's so funny. Um, did you guys watch the SNL premiere for this season? No, with Owen Wilson. I did. We watched How's it. Owen's nose looking. Same. Same. Hmm. That's unfortunate. We watched it on Sunday on DVR. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty good. There's a new. There's a couple new people. I thought it was really. It was, it was good. funny. I'll have to check it out. I definitely yeah. have not. Um, the only thing television wise I've actually watched is like we finally watched it. It took us two nights to get through one episode of Survivor. Okay, I watched it too. Thought you're gonna Christ. say the G one. I thought Brad. So I've been watching a lot of G one. If you guys know what I'm talking. Did you watch about. it, Adam, or no? Okay. Well, I thought Brad, who's Jim's Jim's pick, pick was on his way out. I so did I, and he probably would have been if his team lost the challenge. But the team that loses every challenge so far once again lost the challenge. Um, Abby said she wants in on this too, but I don't remember who she said she wanted. Oh, I didn't hear her. We'll, we'll update Text next Text us, Abby. But I think so far our picks are all still there, right? Yes. Because I picked Danny, Danny. and so did Kendra. And, and we picked... were independent of one another. This was a blind vote. And then I thought Xander was out. Yes, I did Because his too. tribe did lose the challenge. Yep. Okay. And Tiffany who sucked ass at the challenge. Oh, she was terrible. To put in perspective how bad she was, the host, Jeff Probst, Mm -hmm. he is yelling at this girl so loud and so often because she sucks so bad at these challenges that his voice was like roached for the rest of the show. (laughs) Yeah. Like you had to jump in the ocean, swim to this obstacle where you get up on a platform and like cross a balance beam Mm -hmm. to the other end. But if you fall off the balance beam, you got to start at the start. Or you could like, so um, a lot of people are just sitting, sitting on it and, and shimming, oh, which yeah, yeah. takes longer. But at least but you're done. You don't fall because in, you're swimming, fine. yeah, drains this you. This bitch kept taking like two steps and then just going, falling, falling in. Yes. But oh, her tribe so has two other women on it, and they're like, let's keep the women together. So they voted off a guy. Oh, damn. Even though she was the worst oh, So they're never going to the guy, win. No, they won't. But the guy that they voted off was a was a kind of a slime ball, I thought. The neurosurgeon? The neurosurgeon. He was very full of himself. You voted off the neurosurgeon. Yeah. Then the girl that was doing so yeah, terrible keep, that yeah. Jeff Probst lost his voice. Well, I think that they Sounds know. smart. I mean, I, I, it ain't brain surgery. <laughs> yeah. Or rocket science. It's not, it's not rocket surgery. Um, I think they know that with starting with the smaller tribes, they're probably going to merge sooner. That's what they're banking so on. So I think if the three girls can kind of stick together. Then they'll get her out yeah. of there once it goes. So. Then, then they'll be okay when they, I don't know. Who knows what these yeah. people think. But it was fun, and they always add these little twists and turns. So they they, they have these immunity idols. I'm sure you've heard. Yeah. In yeah, past yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Well, this season, like, they planted one on each camp, and you mm-hmm. can't use it unless. It's a beware advantage. Yeah, it's like. You can't use it unless the other people have also found theirs in their own camp. So, like, one guy found it, but it's like a blessing and a curse because 
he doesn't get a vote until the rest of them are found. And the only way you know if it's found is you have to say this like wackadoo phrase mm-hmm. during this challenge. Like and a sleeper people are, cell. And people are like, why <laughs> yeah. did he say, why was he talking about butterflies? Like, <laughs> yeah. And, he, and the only yeah, way like he. the Manchurian candidate or like whatever it is. <laughs> but there was a note that said, hey, you. There's a risk with this reward. Yeah, like you don't you have to take not it. to take it. And you know what I told nice. Kendra? I said, you know what I would have done? I would have not opened it. I would have put it right back. And then every day I would have just checked. Because then if, if someone does take it, you at least know that someone has it. That's true. That's a different way to play the game. Yeah. We should come up with some kind of survivor game for this summer and do like a little one. Like a, a mini one. You know what I mean? With some fun challenges. <laughs> it always ends in like an 84-piece puzzle. Yeah, yes. Jesus Christ. That spells out, you're fucking fired or yes, something. Like, uh, outwit, outplay. <laughs> yeah, but that was fun. Um, Matt I'd, and I went to wrestling Friday night. That was yes. fun. It was so fun. Oshkosh. We haven't been to Oshkosh in a few weeks. Our boy Jake Daniels uh, mm. represented. Absolutely. Matt thought he was going to lose, but... But he came through. He came through. Nice. And then we stopped off at Fifth Ward Brewing. Oh, that was a funny story. Because our friend um, Katie works there. We only know from up there. And uh, her husband, Mike, lived, her, his husband, her husband, Mike, went to Craig. But we didn't know him beforehand or anything. We just met him up there. And uh, he's a wrestler. And she she works at this Fifth Ward. And I'm always... So I follow it, and they always have these cool-looking beers yeah. that they're constantly releasing. And it's kind of like Rock County Brewing, where they'll do like a batch, and then it's gone. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm always like, I want to stop by there on the way back. But the way we leave, it kind of shoots us out a different way than when we come in. Mm-hmm. So we never go by the brewery when we leave. And I said, I'm going to make a point to drive that way when we leave and stop in there. And we stop in there, and I immediately thought something was a little off, but I... I wasn't, I was like, well, it's weird. It's like the lighting's weird. Like everything's kind of weird. And then I get up to the bar and uh, I just wanted to go, you know, four pack or whatever. Yes. And she's like, are you with the wedding party? It's <laughs> like, no, I am not with the wedding party. And then I look around and like, everybody's dressed to the nines. Oh, and she's like, fucking she's like, well, this is a private event. And I was like, shit. I was like, well, we'll get out of your hair. Uh, she's like, well, the groom's right there or something. So I'm like. Oh, congratulations, this or that. I'm like, can I just get a four-pack to go? (laughs) And he kind of gives the nod, and she's like, okay, hurry up and pick something out. And she gives the menu or whatever. Keep him moving. So me and Adam both pick out a four-pack to go, and we just, like, get the fuck out of there quick. And then I... (laughs) We're, like, pulling out, and Adam... I'm driving, so I haven't had a lot, but Adam had a good time. We're pulling out. He's like, is that the groom? I'm like, yeah. And he's like, hey, thank you, man. I'm like, dude, just stop. Just stop. <laughs> like, that guy doesn't want to hear from us right now. No, he didn't. You didn't yell out, who's your favorite wrestler? No, we didn't. He probably would have, but I shut him I down. I had enough sense not to. Uh, it was fun, though. It was good. Time. ACW, you know, it's a two-hour drive to Oshkosh, um, but very worth it. I mean, I've never left there... When we first started going there, it was because there was nothing else running. It was like one of the first shows to run, you know, after after yeah. the spike of COVID yeah. was kind of done. It was like, oh, we should go check this out because it's the only thing. You know, we haven't been to a wrestling show in months. Like, let's go check it out. And on the way up there, you know, you're up past that halfway point and you're like, God, this is a trek. This is a trek for independent yeah. pro wrestling show that's going to last two hours or whatever. But then when we left there, every single time, I'm like, that was so worth it. That was so, so worth fun. it. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. 
It was. I got some birthdays for today, Friday, okay. October 8th. Hit us. Um, Bruno Mars. Oh, I thought you were going to say Bruno San Martino, and I was going to say dead, but he would have been 68. No, 86. We just went over this. <laughs> oh, do we both guess or just Bruno sure. Mars? Give me, a, give me an age. Okay, I'm going to say Bruno Mars is... I got my answer. 36. 41. 36. Whoa. Chevy Chase. Oh, this is going to be one of those where he's older than we think. I think. Um, 66. 68. 78. Holy Whoa. shit. <laughs> I, yeah, thought I, right. I thought I was, was reaching. I thought I was reaching. It was going to be uh, older than we thought. <laughs> Holy shit. And then Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Uh, Matt Damon is 44. 43. 51. Damn. Yeah. Damn, Matt Damon. Damn it. <laughs> Matt Damon. You got, Adam got Bruno Mars right on the Good head. job, Adam. Um, how'd you guys do this week in fantasy football? I rocked it. I'm still in first place. Very nice. I beat Wilbur, so uh, <laughs> got that going for me. I got the dub as well. I saw that. Um, pull it out. I actually put up a good score. I think I ended up with like almost 140. It was looking dicey, but um, Austin Eckler came through big time on Monday night for me. Um, Pissed her about that car accident in his foot, huh? So all four of us, or all three of us, won this week. Yeah, I'm facing you this week. I was just going to say, that ain't going to be the case next week. Somebody's going down. I'm glad Austin got in that car accident two hours ago. You're lying, dude. (laughs) I'm not. One can wish. (laughs) You don't think I have news alerts on my phone? That shit didn't go off. (laughs) I have them both. I have a, I'm in one other league. I'm in one league with like the Craig teachers for the most part. Yeah, I told you the wrong tight end, by the way. I was thinking of my other league, so. Oh. Yeah. Noah fan is what I have in this one. Gotcha. He's in that same level as Logan Absolutely. Thomas, who got yeah, hurt. Except for, yeah, yeah, except for Logan's hurt. Um, but no, so I'm in first place in that league, which is very nice, three and one. It's so funny. My teams are very similar because you know, like you have your players you like or whatever. So mm-hmm. I, I would say like four out of my, what, six or seven starters are the same in both leagues. So it is very nice when you get that alert on your phone. It's like touchdown and it's like right. dings in both the leagues. Yes. You're like, yes, <laughs> I agree. Um, and then that league, I actually have Brady as my quarterback and Godwin as my one of my wide receivers. So nice they've stacker. been hooking up a lot. Not this last week, dude. No touchdowns from old Brady. That was weird. That was a very, very strange game. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was. I, what are you going to do? It was downpouring and shit, I yes, guess. Yes, weather was for sure a factor. I didn't realize that I only saw the still photo of Belichick hugging Brady at the end of the game. And it, like, oh. Belichick's face looks like... We're, everything's gonna be fine. No, it was very quick. It was, uh, it was, it was so yeah. fast. It was like every other one yes. in the history of the NFL. Yes. Yeah, whatever. Fuck you. Like, yeah, <laughs> they kept it moving. I thought that was hilarious. Keep it moving. I did that same thing with the quarterback and then a wide receiver matchup in our league. No, last year. Oh I had, yeah, um, stacker. Mahomes it's great. And I think Tyreek Hill. And it's yeah. great when it hits. Stacking. But if it doesn't hit. Yeah. You like you lose that week. Yeah. So this year I've tried I tried not to have anybody on the same team, like tried to do that. But with tight ends, it's so sloppy anyways. Tight ends are so sloppy. Um, not really. Yeah, I know. 
loose ends. They're very sloppy. Um, I ended up with like a tight end and a wide receiver from the same team. I have Cooper Cup and Tyler Higby, and they're Cooper Cup's been tearing mm-hmm. it up, yes. which is great because my fir- the first uh, wide receiver I picked was Allen Robinson. Not so much. He'll yeah, come around. He will. He'll come around. And Cup had a really bad game this last week, but I looked at it, he he only had like four catches for like sixty yards. He had like fourteen targets. So if you're gonna tell me a guy's gonna get thrown at fourteen times, I'll take it every yeah. day. Yeah. Yeah. Not worried about that one iota. Yeah. Um, it is October. Yes. I'm and excited. we know what happens around here on October. Uh it's gonna be creep show. We're gonna take a quick break. Awesome. And then uh what are we calling it? Um, part one? Is that what we call it last Yeah. Week? Part one of Creepshow 2021 yep. shall commence. Oh, you hear the music. You know what time it is. Hold on, let me tell it. Presents Creep Show 2021, Volume 1. Sarah, are you up first? Yes, I'm ready. Well, before you get going, okay. I have a question for you. Yeah. Why don't monsters eat ghosts? Because they taste like sheet. Not bad. Very good. All All right. What do you got, Sarah? All right. I got a little um, story about working in a mortuary. Oh, man. It's coming from um, the Spooked podcast. Okay. Um, It's based on deliciously eerie stories told by those who lived them. Mm. So here we go. Kyle Bowen was an apprentice embalmer. He lived in an apartment at the funeral home that was on the grounds of a large urban cemetery. When the sun sets and he would lock the gates, Kyle was the only living human there, and he loved it. At night, it was his own personal park, just Kyle, the deer, and the dead. He had no idea if there is such a thing as ghosts, but he does know that the dead can possess you. Oh, As the new apprentice embalmer who had not yet finished mortuary college, Kyle had done removals alone before, but this night was different because this was the first time he had been cleared to embalm a body solo without a licensed embalmer directly supervising him. The embalming process, right? Like you basically it's two tubes, right? At the at the bottom of it. Yeah. One's drawing blood out, one's pumping embalming fluid in. It's so fucked. Yeah. Um, Kyle was excited and a little nervous about it. He was on call that night, and the nursing home he got a call he got called to at about one a.m. was the one you don't want to end up in. It reeked of despair, the aroma of sweat and cheap disinfectant and urine. It was always too hot inside, always humid. It's the one by Logley. I was gonna say I don't I don't know I feel like they're all golden. Close to a- no, that. They're, no not. they're not. I go okay. to a lot of these things to do like service and repair work. Oh yeah, you're that, right. That, that one, is- one over by Schnooks is the worst. Ugh. It's like 1970s shag carpet still and smells like piss. Ugh. And it's called Golden Acres and Sigs. Yeah, because they only quit doing Sigs there like two years ago, <laughs> like four months ago. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> 
There was an endless din of moans and groans and screams and incongruous mutterings from everywhere in the building. The jaded staff used towels to tie the doors closed so that the inmates that were ambulatory could not escape and run into the night. The attendant untied the back door for Kyle. He told him what room the body was in, and with that, his obligation to the dead man was over. He seemed relieved. Kyle pushed his gurney up the hallway. The left rear wheel was squeaking a bit, but it could only barely be heard beneath the sounds of dying coming from the rooms. Kyle arrived at room 127. He was looking for bed B. There were four occupants of the room, two asleep, one awake, one dead. Kyle located bed B. He slid his gurney next to it and began the process of wrapping the body in a sheet. Sagging muscles hung from his arms. Kyle guessed his age at about 87. There were a few sores on his body. Kyle thought that they were bed sores, but he hadn't seen many dead bodies yet in his career. There was one on his upper left arm, about three inches in diameter, about a third of an inch deep. It was wet, and it seemed alive. Kyle took great care in not touching it, even with gloved hands. It disappeared as he covered him with the sheet. Kyle got onto the other side of the gurney, reached over, and began to slide the wrapped body from the bed to his gurney. He was screaming for days. It was the awake occupant from the room. His name, Donald, was written on masking tape over his bed. Yeah, Kyle answered. He had surprised him, but Kyle was trying to be professional even though he wasn't a professional yet. He kept screaming, It's eating me! It's eating me alive! Over and over. Well, it's done now, Kyle told him. Yeah, thank God. Now I can get some sleep. Kyle just nodded at Donald, rolled the gurney back to the van, then drove back to the funeral home. Kyle would be doing his first solo embalming. He slid the dead man from the gurney to the stainless steel prep table, unwrapped the sheep, and began to remove his hospital gown, but stopped. There was that sore again. It looked bigger somehow, but that wasn't possible. Still, it seemed to be growing. Universal precautions. That is something they teach you in mortuary college. You always assume everybody has every disease and you protect yourself accordingly. The old embalmers tended to ignore that rule. Kyle had even seen them embalm wearing just gloves and an apron. He could do that, he could do that too, except that sore. It seemed evil and it still seemed to be growing. It's eating me alive, he had screamed. Kyle put on the protective gear and embalmed the body. He was still afraid to touch the sore, even when he was double-gloved, completely encased in protective suit, but he did cover it with cotton that he had soaked in formaldehyde. Still, it seemed to be growing. Kyle took one last look at that evil sore and then covered the entire body in a sheet. His first solo embalming was done. He was back in his apartment and back asleep within an hour. Kyle didn't go back to the funeral home until about 6 p.m. His boss was eagerly waiting. Before he could even get out of his car, his boss asked if he had worn protective clothing last night when he embalmed the body. Yes, why? Necrotus fasciitis. Necro what? Flesh-eating bacteria. Mm. Kyle almost fainted. The body was at the coroner's office. The health department had shut down the nursing home. 
The patients were being sent to other facilities, some of them to isolation. It was a terrifying moment, but for Kyle, it was over. For others, it was just beginning. A week later, he got a call from the coroner's office to pick up a body that had also been infected with flesh-eating bacteria. The patient's name was Donald. Mm. It was the Donald from the nursing home. The coroner's staff member who had picked up the body from the hospital told Kyle to be careful. Before the poor guy died, he was screaming, It's eating me alive. Ooh, that's great. That's a good one. I yeah. thought maybe at first I'm like, oh, does he take the sleeping body somehow? Yes. <laughs> it's like, oh, there's four, four there. guys in there. It's like, oh, oh. guy's sleeping. This guy's got a fucking sword that still looks alive. Yeah. Like, and I'm new to this game. And so. the orderly is like very blase. Yeah, like, yeah, it's, bo- it's bed B. Yeah. yeah. Like, get out, get on out of here. C. <laughs> right. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I like it because it was, tr- you know, tr- a true experience for that Kyle guy, but. Yeah, he must have to deal with that you, shit. What, I mean, obviously they're needed, but what kind of person sets out to be to go to mortuary school and stuff? I feel stuff? like it's like, a family thing, too. I feel like that, too. Oh, yes. Kind of. Generally speaking, you're probably right. It's like, oh, that's that's the business. Mm-hmm. And the if business you grow up good. in it, it's a lot of, yeah, yeah you kind of get used to it, I, sure. I would think. Here's know? Six Feet Under. Did you watch that yes, show? I, I haven't, it. but I heard it was great. It was very good. I loved it. Plus, Job security. Yeah. I mean, right. everybody's going to die. There's, and there's more people on the planet right now than there ever has been. Yeah. So it's it's a steady increase in business. Yeah. Yes. I won't be turned into a machine that you just scan your stuff or mm-hmm. whatever. And yeah, I, you can't turn me into a robot. Someone's going to have to. <laughs> yeah. Tell there's a robot. Yeah. They're, more true. I don't know. There could Morticians. be. They could come up with something. But <laughs> also, like. I have to deal with a lot of prick customers. These guys aren't talking back. Like, yeah, that's you know true. what I mean. There's, there's a little bit of like solitude. Like you said, it's it's quiet. It's just like, yeah, just oh, we he, had a. I think I've told this story before. We had a um, like a a flood job at at oh. <laughs> a funeral, <laughs> and the, <laughs> and the that's cost more than a blowjob. I'm assuming. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. A lot of agua. No, it was so, you know, a pipe bus or whatever, or a sink backs up or whatever. So Ugh. dude goes into in the basement of the funeral home and uh <laughs> the owner wanted to fuck with one of the technicians. or though yeah, the owner of the comp of, of my company at the time wanted to fucking mess with one of the technicians, so he like got the director <laughs> involved and he was like He's like, where where's the where's the leak starting from? And he's like, Oh, it's down the basement. He's like, Is there anybody down there? He's like, No one that's gonna bother you. And then so he went down there, but he didn't tell him there's a fucking body on the slab. They make noises sometimes. I'm sure with gases releasing and stuff like that. Or no, I think he told him like, Oh, you have to ask the guy downstairs. That's what it was. (laughs) That's fucked up though, because I mean I haven't I've seen very few dead bodies in my in my time. Like I've, I talked about it a few weeks ago or whatever with my coworker that passed. Like I have not been to many funerals, and that's on purpose. I just don't like. I don't like it. I feel like that hits different with somebody that's in the biz. No, but just like that's someone's relative. That's no, I know, I yeah, know. Yeah, but yeah. I'm just saying, like somebody like me who is like, I would be like, what the fuck, dude? Like. You tell me that that yeah. person wouldn't have a case he was, against your boss to be like, 
or whoever's right. fucking with them. Like former boss doesn't own it anymore. I'm just but saying, yes. like you know what but I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, he was asking him and shit. Yes, dude. I'd be <laughs> like, like, that's a shitty. Like, like cut like, off my ponytail. I was but, told you know. to ask you where the thing yeah. was, and he was, the makeup was getting done, so he just kept going, sir. And then, <laughs> oh, oh my god. god. I don't like it. Uh, yeah, that's I don't like it. Fucked up, right? Do you want to go next, Adam, or would sure. you like me to? No, I'll go. You're I ready? love that story, Sarah. That was fun. Thanks. Now, this one, I don't know if that last, this one's absolutely true. Okay. This is a serial killer one. Mine's true, too. A lot of people might not have known about this guy. Okay. In the 1924 short story, The Most Dangerous Game, author Richard Connell recounts the tale of a wealthy Russian aristocrat who, bored with trapping animals, Mm -hmm. lures a big game hunter to his island and hunts him for sport. Mm -hmm. Ever since the story was published, the perverse idea of humans hunting humans has captivated people. There's a movie, Most Dangerous Game, wasn't there? Multiple. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um. The disturbing concept has appeared time and time again in the plots of novels, TV shows, and movies, but for the most part has been regulated to the pages of fiction. However, in the 1970s, Robert Hansen, known as the Butcher Baker, turned this premise into a horrifying decade-long reality. Through, uh, though Hansen maintained a wholesome reputation in town, he let his hidden dark side run wild in the woods of Alaska. Throughout the 70s and early 80s, Hansen targeted sex workers and exotic dancers, abducting these women to turn them loose in the woods so he could hunt them like animals. This is a terrifying true story of the Butcher Baker serial killer. Who was Robert Hansen? Unlike his fictional counterpart, Robert Hansen has no aristocratic, or was no aristocratic nobleman. Born in the 30s in Iowa, his father was a Danish immigrant who owned a bakery, but he is also a strict disciplinarian. Hansen's childhood was not an easy one. Worked long hours in the family bakery from a young age. Though he was naturally left-handed, his dad forced him to use his right hand instead, a switch that resulted in a lifelong stutter. As a teenager, he was painfully shy, he had bad acne, and was mocked for his stutter. The boys at school made fun of him. The girls he liked rejected him. He was often described as a loner. As a social outcast, he took refuge in the time spent alone. Over time, he became an avid hunter, channeling his rage and fantasies of vengeance into the sport of stalking animals. In 1957, when he was 18, he joined the United States Army Reserve, hoping to leave behind his troubled youth to make something of himself. And for a while, he did. After serving a year in the reserves, he became an assistant drill instructor in Pocahontas, Iowa, even married a young woman he met there. But Hansen still felt mistreated by the community and sought sought retaliation. In 1960, at the age of 21, he convinced a young bakery employee to help him burn down a school bus garage. When the boy later confessed, Hansen was arrested. His wife divorced him immediately, Uh. leaving him alone and incarcerated. Though he was released just 20 months into his three-year sentence for arson, he was jailed a few more times afterward for petty theft. Still, he managed to remarry to another local woman. Finally, Hansen decided he had enough of the United States, or the conscientious United States, the 
He moved to Alaska. Yeah. <laughs> How do you Most say that word? Most people say continental. It's read that. I know, but you know what I mean. Like, yeah, yeah. you would say the, the continental U.S. is the entire U.S. spans Con- Hawaii and Alaska. Huh. But yeah, C O N T I G. Whoever wrote this is already has my craw. By the way, but all right. Um, I just don't like the writing. <laughs> in 1967, he moved to Anchorage, Alaska, where, which uh, was about as far as away from his life in Iowa as he can get. He moved to a small community, had two children with his wife, and settled into a quiet life. He was well-liked and opened a small bakery. But while the townspeople mostly bought into the facade uh, of the happy baker with a quiet family and a knack for hunting... Some cracks showed through Hansen's squeaky clean exterior. In 1979, he was arrested twice. Once for the abduction and attempted rape of a housewife, and again for raping a prostitute. Unknown to authorities, his killing spree began in 1973, likely emboldened by his ability to walk free from these earlier rapes. Mm. Right. The year of 1976 saw Hansen arrested again and was sentenced to five years for shoplifting a chainsaw, which he was <laughs> buying for his dad. <laughs> Time out. <laughs> Can we just laugh a little bit at the fact <laughs> that you walk scot-free from two rapes, but you get put away for five years for right. petty theft? That is By the way, at, at this time, his bakery is very successful. And he fucking, his dad wanted, like, his, it was either his father-in-law or his dad uh, wanted a chainsaw. Like, he had the money. And, and he, just, and he just decided to try stole. to steal it. That, it's always weird shit like that, right? Yep. Okay. However, he appealed that sentence and, and was released. God damn it. While he continued to prey on strippers and sex workers who he was forced to act out his twisted fantasies. By the way, the reason there's all these sex workers and prostitutes in Alaska at this time is because uh, they're doing... A major pipeline up there, mm. so there's so flying in. It's huge tourism. So it's yeah. like when the Super Bowl goes to like New Orleans per se. For sure, all the hookers in the country go there. <laughs> I'm not joking. Or the Olympics. <laughs> yeah, like these ladies. You go to Magic City in Atlanta after the NBA All Star game. Like if you were to light up a, a a black light there, it would like you could see it from space. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> all right. Um. Cindy Paulson's lucky escape. In 1983, more than a decade after Hansen moved to Anchorage, a 17-year-old girl named Cindy Paulson was found running frantically down 6th Avenue, barefoot and handcuffed. Oh, yeah. After being... Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, oh, I, I, yeah. this is slower, ringing a bell. Slower, Adam. Slower. <laughs> now we're talking. It's no. ringing a bell now. All right. After being picked up by a driver and returned to safety, Paulson, a prostitute, told her story to police. She described being held hostage by a man who had handcuffed her to his car, then held her at gunpoint, and then took her to his house, where he chained her there by the neck. Now, at the time... Uh, Shades of Jeffrey Dahmer. Hansen told his family and kids and got him out of the house for the summer i'm working on my summer project and they thought it was like a hunting thing instead he was setting up shop in the fucking basement that's fucked after being picked up by a driver and returned to oh sorry i already did that part um the man raped and tortured her repeatedly before attempting to load her onto a plane and take her to a cabin oh yeah he had a fucking uh, uh, his own private plane and a sex cabin a hunting no. cabin oh like a, yeah yeah um to, yeah, in the cabin in 
Satina Valley, about 35 minute, uh, miles north of Anchorage. So there's like no way to get to this place. Other than plane. Other than plane or boat. And then some hunters and shit would go up there. But otherwise, it's fucking, yeah. Um, as the man, as, as Hansen prepared the plane for takeoff, Paulson managed to escape, leaving her shoes behind as evidence. Hansen fit the description of the kidnapper perfectly. Paulson even described his stutter and identified the plane. Police were still reluctant to bring him in. He was hooking up a lot of donuts from the bakery. Totally, dude. They, they, they said that. Jesus. Uh, after all, he was no stranger to trouble with the law, but the local baker was well-liked in the community. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hansen admitted that he had met the girl but claimed she was setting him up because he refused to pay her for extortion demands. When he told police about a strong alibi provided by a friend, he was again released. FBI finally tracks down Butcher Baker. Meanwhile, Alaska State Troopers were convinced a serial serial killer was on the loose. Several sex workers and dancers had gone missing, and troopers were beginning to find the bodies. When two bodies were discovered in that valley, along with shell casings nearby, Hansen was a prime suspect, but the police needed proof. This led to the involvement of the FBI, including now-retired FBI agent John Douglas, who helped pioneer the field of criminal profiling. Uh Uh-huh. and the story is depicted on Netflix series Mindhunter. Mm-hmm. Douglas put together a psycholog- psychological profile of the killer based on the details of this case. He told the police there, don't tell me. They're like, we have a guy. We think He's like, don't tell me anything about the guy. He wants a fresh. Give me everything. Yeah. And he says, uh, based on the details of the case and the injuries inflicted on the recovered bodies, he theorized that the killer was an experienced hunter with low self-esteem, with a history of being rejected by women. And a stutter. And then he likely had a stutter. How would he come up with that? Because he's a goddamn profiler, Matt. He knows. Though he had been clear. Well, the one woman did say he had a stutter. No, he didn't know that. How do you know? They didn't present him with all that evidence? No. They told me, give me... The, the details, not what she, not what other people said, who you think this just is. Just, no, 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 just no. give me the, the cases of the, yeah, of the found bodies. Yeah, but that bo- woman said about the Not starter. the witness statement, Mm-mm. so that's what he said. He's going after the bodies. Don't be Fuck so you. All right. No, but I'm saying you can't, t- you can't profile a guy as a stutter based on that. This guy, th- he was the OG profiler. Yeah, I, he started this profile gangster shit. Whatever. I believe it. And this fucking thanks he gets? Okay. All right. Marks. Marks. <laughs> you guys are fucking... All right. Though he's been cleared several times before, there's no doubt about it. Hanson fit the profile exactly. What's more, he owned a bush plane and a cabin in yeah. the fucking valley. Police soon obtained a, a, a warrant for the house, searched the plane, the car, the homes. What they found shocked them. Uh, the horror that Hanson's victims Trophies. had endured. What do you have? Okay. You're right. Yes. Uh, so I'll kind of skip down a little bit because it's a long one. So mainly one after the sex workers and the exotic. You don't uh, have to skip. You're good. Dancers. You got time. You kidnap the women and either drive them or fly them, fly them in the bush plane out to his cabin. If they didn't put up a fight, he would rape them and bring them back to town, threatening them, threatening, threatening them into secrecy. Those who did not co- cooperate suffered a truly nightmarish fate. Out in the wilderness, his favorite location was the Nick River. So he would haunt the ones that like yeah. were defiant. Yeah. Yeah. So here's the fucked up part. 
that it was called a bush plane. And I mean, they're not the getting 70s. off. They're not getting off that <laughs> totally island was. anywhere, yeah. you know, because the only way off is he brought plane. some back. Yeah, I, but I'm saying the ones who he's yeah, hunting, yeah, yeah. right? They're dead no matter what. Um, there's a couple weird things. Like there's a couple where he didn't um actually kill him. He would, he just let him like roam, and then they found him. And they're like, oh, she was attacked and raped, but she. She died of fucking freezing mm-hmm, to death. Mm-hmm. And then he'd like redress them sometimes. They're like, oh, this person's fine. And then they take off their clothes and be like, oh, she's been shot. And he's like, why the fuck are you redressing them? Like it, weird shit. Okay. Um, for a moment, they thought they had a chance to escape. Then as they ran for their lives, he would track them down, taking them time, hunting them like wild animals. Um. 12-year killing spree later became the subject of a 2013 movie called Frozen Ground, starring John Cusack and Nicolas Cage. I watched that. You did? Yeah. Oh, I might have to watch that. It's probably not very good. No, it's not Is bad. Is it pretty good? Yeah, Is it's that? not All bad. Right, I'm in. I love those two actors. Yeah. You know? All right. The hunting women. <laughs> well, one was. One was hunting the women hunter. <laughs> you want to hear about the trophies, Matt? I do. Okay. X marks the spot. While searching Hansen's home, police found an aviation mat of the area hidden in the headboard of the bed. It was marked with tiny X's denoting the kill and burial sites of his victims. Some of the X's matched up where the police had found bodies. There's 24 X's. Holy shit, that baker was busy. I'm surprised it wasn't 13. Baker's dozen. <laughs> What's more is the psychological profile of the killer. Douglas predicted the murder murderer would keep trophies, souvenirs from his. They all seem to. I right? hope they weren't in the donuts. Sure enough, in the basement of Hanson's home, they found a stash of jewelry. It was just buttholes. <laughs> <laughs> it was just the brown donuts from each, <laughs> which they traced back to one of the victims. Faced with evidence, 1984, Hanson confessed to murdering 17 women. And raping another 30 over a 12-year oh period, God. he was sentenced to 46 one years plus life in prison without parole in 1984. Uh, he was imprisoned in the Spring Creek Correctional Center in Alaska where he died in 2014. Whoa. How old is he then? 75. Natural causes. Part of his plea bar- bargain, the butcher baker was only charged with four of the 17 murders. He confessed to, and some believe he actually killed more than 20. In exchange for the reduced conviction, Hansen agreed to assist the police in locating the remaining bodies plotted him killing the map. Unfortunately, five of the bodies still not have been found on this day, and Hansen took the secret of the, their locations to his grave. Well, he might yeah. just not know. You got so many. I've seen an update on this. Um, oh, do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. They just left it out in the article. Um, there was like ones that he was just like, nah, I'm not taking you to that one. And they're like, why? And he's like, and they think that because maybe they got into it and he's like, fuck you. I'm not giving you the closure. Oh. So there's like the, originally the deal was he was supposed to take them to all. And then he's like, nah, I'm not doing those. I'm not doing those five or six or whatever the fuck. But he only got charged with four out of like 17. Well, it's a lot of times if that's enough. I mean, as a family of those victims, you would hope that you would be included in that. But a lot of times that like when the DA goes to prosecute, it's like if, if, if we got enough, yeah, which that bit him in the ass, like this whole Cosby thing, right? Like 
Yes. He's a free man right now. Even though all these women came forward, yeah. they were only prosecuting him on like two. Right. And they thought it was lock solid. And now, now he's walking. Yep. Crazy. Ah, it's fucking nuts, man. Damn, Matt. What do you got? The that butcher, was good, Adam. The butcher baker. The butcher baker. Um. Okay. Where in the United States can you find gargoyles, Nazi genocide murals, Freemason inscriptions, seemingly endless underground tunnels, and a statue that has literally killed someone. Wisconsin Dells? Oshkosh. I like the beer crack. (laughs) (laughs) It was good for ambiance. Well, at this time, I would like you all to make sure your seat backs and tray tables are in their upright position and that your seatbelt is securely fastened as we look at the many strange things going on at the Denver International Airport. Oh, yeah. Wow. I, I've heard some things. There is a lot okay. of weird. It is weird. It is weird. It's a lot of weird shit going on at D-I-A. Have you been? Call it. I've no. never been. No. You've been there once, right? Yeah. I didn't realize my... Here's one weird thing. Sorry. Before no, go you, ahead. Before you get started. Your, uh, your rental car is like four miles away. Oh, I don't have that in here. <laughs> yeah, but there's a reason for that, and I'm sure you might cover that. I don't know. All right, so opened in 1995, way past the scheduled opening date, and over $2 billion over budget, the largest airport in North America. $2 billion? Yeah. Yeah. $2 billion over budget. Oh, my God. The largest airport in North America, spanning an area of over 52 miles has been a topic of conversation for locals and travelers alike since its inception. Conspiracy theorists have had a field day with all of the strange things going on that, in recent years, Denver International Airport has embraced. Uh, One of the mainline theories is that the entire airport was created for a secret society. Also, why it might have been two point... The whole thing costs like $4 billion to complete, so to overshoot your budget by literally 100% is fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, the Freemason emblem is located on a slab of granite that houses a time capsule that is set to be opened in 2094, which is 100 years after DEI was supposed to open. It also contains the logo of the Freemasons, which opens up a whole new can of worms. Uh, Freemasons often linked to like the Illuminati uh-huh. or these other these other secret societies. Uh, the seemingly endless tunnels that run under the airport are also said to lead into the nearby Rocky Mountains, yep. where shelter and bunkers can be found for the world's elite, should they need it, Damn. and also possibly a FEMA-like encampment for future use. It is thought that the extreme delays that occurred in constructing DEI were due to these maze-like tunnels. Locals also say that the nearby Stapleton Airport was perfectly fine and that the decision to construct a new facility had to be done to cover up something greater. Um, Gargoyles are in the baggage claim area. Seems to be a kind of a strange choice, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there are two that overlook the travelers as they grab their belongings, and there are more scattered throughout the facility if you're looking hard enough for them. Soulless eyes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Did you notice, Adam, did you notice any gargoyles when you were at the 
the Denver International Airport? I'm not saying anything. I don't fuck with Freemasons, dude. Okay. Do you want to leave or no? <laughs> no, I'm good. Okay. I was a happy traveler. I got right. I got into a shuttle bus. We went four miles away from the airport for some reason. That's when I realized I lost my wallet. Oh, yeah, that was that trip. And then came back in. Yeah. <laughs> oh. All right. It's very big there, and it's just weird that you can't. 52, well, I mean, obviously we're counting runways and stuff like that, but 52, right. uh, an area of 52 miles. Mm-hmm. But, uh, okay, at, at Chicago, you go across the street or you go downstairs. Yeah. To and there's Reno, hurts. Then you go to, yeah, then there's hurts. Why am I going four miles away if that place is that big to get yeah. a rental car? I don't know. There are also several large murals that adorn the interior. Although the artist commissioned to do the pieces claimed there is a message of hope in each one, a quick glance so shows some seriously disturbing scenes. Uh, some contain what appears to be Nazi imagery. I didn't get that. One shows a gas-masked soldier wielding both a sword and a machine gun with a sword piercing a white dove, which is known as an international symbol of peace. The other side of the mural shows several children cowering in fear, and in the lower right corner is a reproduction of a child's letter from Auschwitz. Jesus uh, Christ! Another mural shows <laughs> another I saw mural. A mountain on. You what? I saw a mo- one that had a mountain and a bunch of shit going on. Another mural shows children mourning three dead women and several extinct animals, all while the world burns in the background. What? I have photographic evidence of all of these things. You do? Yes. Ooh, oh. I'm excited. Um, should Wait. I show you what I've already covered right now? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Here is your um, time capsule with yeah. the stonemason oh. emblem yeah. on it, yep. or yeah. the Freemason emblem on it, and it even says on it, um, the New World Order Airport Commission. Brother. Ah. And I ain't talking WCW. <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's fucked up, right? Um, I'll post all these on the on the uh, Facebook page, too. Here's one of the gargoyles that's oh, sitting yeah. over in the baggage claim area. It's kind of strange. Yep. Here is... Oh, let me go back. Here's mural number one I talked about with the... Oh, yeah, the dove being pierced by the machete. By a gas-masked wielding soldier. Yes. And if you look in the very lower right hand, you can't make out the words. The but, letter? But it's a, it's a letter that a child wrote from Auschwitz. Oh, my gosh. Well, that's the theory. No. Well, I think... You can't zoom in on that. And... No, but if you're there, you can read it. All right. Um, there's I'm also, like, it. several dead people on the left-hand side. I don't know. There's... I don't know how I feel like you can cowering. How well is the that children a... are cowering, but then there's also like dead people yeah. on the very left, far left. It doesn't side. seem peaceful to me. No, me neither. Um, the second mural that I brought up about the the child, the children that are mourning three dead women, and then there's all these like uh, extinct animals that are in oh, gla- that, like glass cubes. Trippy. And then the whole world is like burning in the background. Yeah, that's far out. Dang. This is weird. Oh, actually, it's the Twin Towers up there, if you look. <laughs> is it? Dude. That is. <laughs> Adam's, Adam's adding an extra layer How to How deep my, do you want to go, Matt? <laughs> very deep. With a turtle. Balls deep. Oh, yeah. It's weird, right? It is weird. Yes. I That's, saw one. I, I hope you got the one I saw. I, I probably didn't. Um <laughs> It's probably the plain Jane one by the coffee yeah. shop. I didn't get anything that was bullshit. I don't it's just, know. It's just fucking 
No, I, I remember a mountain one. I know, but there was nothing nefarious about the mountain, probably. Not unless you look in where the creeks are in the mountain, <laughs> Matt. Uh, can I get back to the Nazi imagery for a second? Yes. All right. The runways of the airport form a swastika. Oh. Uh, it's not a perfect swastika. Many might say there's not a perfect swastika. Um <laughs> Uh, but you can see it, right? Yeah, you can see it for sure. You got to fish a from little space. bit. Yeah, yeah. You can see it from space. space. Yeah. Um, is this intentional? I don't know. There's always been a correlation with the Nazis and their love for the space program. Oh, that's just so, a thing. And I was gonna say, in, in Colorado? <laughs> no, but I'm just saying. Oh. So it is possible that the layout of the runways is meant to send a message to otherworldly travelers. Just squint your eyes a little bit, I guess. Remember that statue I talked about earlier that has at least one confirmed kill? Yeah. As you enter the DIA, you will drive past a Colorado icon. Oh, the Bronco. It is a 32-foot-tall sculpture of a blue horse rearing up on its hind legs. The official name of the sculpture is Mustang. Oh. However... With its glowing red eyes mm-hmm. and a mane that more resembles snakes than hair, it's now referred to by the locals as Blucifer. Oh my god, <laughs> that was terrifying. That should be the Broncos' new fucking. That that statue killed somebody. It's a spooky sight on its own, but there's another layer to this satanic steed. Okay, <laughs> I wrote all this, by the way. Yeah, I hundred percent did. Carry on, you. The statue was commissioned in the mid-90s and was created by artist Luis Jimenez. Luis received acclaim over a 30-year career as an artist, primarily for creating large fiberglass statues. Unfortunately for Luis, Mustang would be his last. After working on the statue for nearly a decade, he was killed in an accident in his New Mexico studio. In June 2006, a piece of the sculpture fell off and severed an artery in Jimenez's <gasps> leg, resulting in the artist's death. Oh, Damn. my God. The piece was eventually finished by his children and finally unveiled in 2008. Some say the sculpture is cursed and that it represents one of the four, horsem- four horses of the apocalypse. apocalypse. Nice. If nothing else, it seems to tie in nicely with the other works of art at Denver International Airport. Like all conspiracies, though, there is on the surface a perfectly reasonable explanation. That is the case here as well. The time capsule is said to contain nothing more than local fare, a baseball from Coors Field, the mayor's sneakers, etc., etc. The Freemason emblem, they created the granite slab as that is what they do. So they did put their logo. That makes sense. Yeah. The gargoyles. Despite their creepy look, it's been said that gargoyles are actually good creatures that protect, not harm or torment. The tunnel system is said to only be there to get employees and your luggage from point A to point B in a timely manner. The swastika set up for the runways. Denver International Airport claims that with runways going in all four directions, wind need not be a factor in takeoffs or landings. They can get you in and out of there no matter which way the wind's blowing. Mm. The murals, like all art, is subjective, and the creepy glowing red eyes of Blucifer, not meant to shoot lasers, but rather an ode 
to Luis Jimenez's father, who was a neon sign maker. Oh. Denver International Airport has since embraced these series. They even have a huge ad campaign about it, uh, which has had a very positive impact. Making light of these things has brought a ton of tourist dollars and free publicity to the airport. While if there's anything nefarious going on there, sometimes hiding in plain sight is the greatest hiding place of all. I agree. That was good. I didn't know anything about that. I had heard about it very... This is so funny. I was um, I was listening to a fantasy football podcast like a couple weeks back or something like that, and one of the guys just happened to mention like they were talking about conspiracy theories or something like that, and then one guy's like, uh, "What are you going to talk about Denver International Airport next or something like that?" And the guy's like, "No, why?" And he's like, "You haven't heard all the bullshit about you know you haven't heard all these theories about this airport?" And he's like, "No," and he's like. Well, they're out there or something like that. So then I started looking into it and I was like, this is perfect creep show fodder. I don't love doing conspiracy theories, but I thought it all fit in nicely. Yeah, that was good. I like that. And I did write that, you asshole. Yeah. Did a but, lot of research. I liked it. No, 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 good no. Good work. No. There is like, I thought you made up some of this shit. Oh, no, 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 no. You're saying just the verbiage. Of yes. The, yeah, no, no, no. That was very good. He did his research and wrote the report. There's yeah. nothing about I the mountain. I, there's a little bit about the mountain. I heard a lot about the mountain. What mountain? A mountain and a mural? What are you talking no, about? No, no, no. They, it's like the connected tunnels that go into the... Like that's, that's what I did say. I did yeah, say yeah. that they, 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 they thought it went that. into the, the tunnels, the possibly Rockies. went into the Rocky yeah. Mountains, because what better of a safety bunker for the world's elite than underneath yeah. the Rocky freaking mountains? Right. Good. It's a good story, Gordy. I just thought I'd hear more about the mountains. <laughs> Yeah, apparently what did so. he eat when he got home? I don't know. A cheeseburger. That sucks. That sucks. That story's <laughs> That's, bullshit. That ending sucks. How about <laughs> shower thought? Yeah. What do you want to do? Shower thought or a scoop or what do you want to do? I have a. I have, I have both. I have a short scoop. Let's do it. All right. You got my music. Hit, oh, my drop. Close. Hey, whatever. Hit, yeah. hit my damn music. Hit my damn scoop, music, baby. <laughs> Excellent. This is a tidy, small little scooperino. A drunken construction worker who had been reported missing spent hours with a search party looking for himself. (laughs) (laughs) Relatives of Behan Mutlu. 50. Oh, what country is this in? Reportedly became concerned when he didn't. Netherlands, I think. When he didn't return home after a night drinking with his friends, his wife was unable to reach him on his cell phone and officials were advised that his friends lost him after he wandered into a forest. A search party was sent for and Mutlu joined the volunteers in looking through the woods. During the hours long search in the dark of night, a potential rescue, a potential rescuer shouted, shouted Mutlu's name. It was then that he realized the search party was looking for <laughs> he turned him. Turned around, he's like, oh, "What? Shit. Who are we looking for? <laughs> I'm here." <laughs> Motlu said there really was no need for his friends to report him as missing. That's Authorities fantastic. later gave Motlu a, dri- a drive home after taking a police statement. That is fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, who we look? I like the guy's gumption. That he's just gonna somebody's in need. I'm gonna help find him. Yeah, I don't know. I'll fucking help you guys. <laughs> A solid human being. I was in the woods by myself yeah. until now. <laughs> what day is it? I had a baker hunting me. 
<laughs> All right. This um, shower thought is really um, Norm McDonald's. Yes. Yep. R.I.P. Norm. R.I.P. He passed away on September 14th. Real quick, I just want to say thank you to everybody. I hope you guys enjoy the Creep Show series. Me and Adam, Ashley... Me, Adam, and Sarah. Sorry, Sarah. Okay. <laughs> Isn't it weird but I'm like, Adam and Ashley just like rolls off the tongue, right? Yeah. Uh, me, Adam, and Sarah always have... Th- I look forward to this. Yeah, me too. This is a highlight of the year. I agree. And we hope you join the... Uh, Festivities. Yeah, for the next couple weeks. Um, back to the SNL thing. You got to watch it just because they... like. I heard about Weekend Update. They do a yeah. nice little yes. tribute. It's very cool. Yeah. Yep. Very good. Um, all right. Here's Norm's thought. I feel bad for the homeless guy, but I feel really bad for the homeless guy's dog because he must be thinking, man, this is the longest walk ever. (laughs) (laughs) So good. (laughs) Thank you, guys. We'll see you next week.